Okay, question. What makes a good therapist? So for those of you who are over on Patreon, we want to give you a special shout out. Uh, that is our premium site where we interact with people. We do monthly Q&As. We, um, it's a platform where people of like mind who are seeking recovery can, in, can, can um, interact with each other. But we also have uh, monthly live like video calls with our patrons there. And uh, it's been really invaluable for us to share with you guys because um, we want to give back to you. We want to be a resource for you as you heal. And it's really been a great experience. So if you haven't been there yet, check us out. Uh, go to patreon.com and search for Betrayed Addicted Expert, and you can find us there. I, can I just say one thing about it? Yeah. I love being on Patreon because um, the people who are there are ready for healing. They're ready for recovery. Um, they're soaking in what we're giving them, and it's awesome. Yeah, so. and their questions are different. It's not the normal, like, how do I get out of this? It's, like, very specific, and they're really searching for how they can do the work. How they can not do the work and how, how they can move can forward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so love to have you there if you're not there. And for those of you who are there, you're awesome and look forward to uh, interacting with you. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. Okay, so this is a review that I got in a direct message on our Ashlyn and Kobe Instagram. And I wanted to share. She says, uh, my husband listened to the episode called Sex After Betrayal and Addiction. I listened to it yesterday and grieved a bit after. It touched on so much I've internalized. I told him I listened to it and asked him and asked to listen to it together at some point. He called 10 minutes ago crying and apologized for speaking about my body with porn verbiage and for never giving me the freedom of saying no. I'm bawling that he listened to that episode by himself and recognized where he was wrong within the first 20 minutes of the podcast. You guys just did something for our marriage that three years of specialized therapy has never even touched. Thank you for your uh, vulnerability and honesty. It is changing our marriage. That's awesome. Yeah. I love when they can listen to it together, you know, sort out what works for them and applies to them and run with it. Absolutely. Yes. And hopefully it just creates some shifts. That's, yeah. You know, I, I used to say when I present out in public that if one person, if, 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 if it rocked one person's world a little bit and they went home and shifted some things, then, then I did something good. And um, so just to hear that one review means that episode was totally worth doing. Yep. So it's awesome. Okay, so let me give you guys a little bit of, of background as to why I really want to talk about this. So um, doing therapy for years and years um, and, and doing specialized therapy, I've done I don't know how many intakes. And in an intake, what I hear a lot of is horror stories about therapy that they've Brandon, what's done. an intake, though? So an intake is like a first-time appointment. It's when, when they come in for treatment, they, they want to meet with a therapist. And so I'm... I'm just gathering information and getting their story. Okay. And in those stories, I hear a lot of, yeah, we went to three other therapists or we went to this one therapist and they said this to me and it was so confusing and I didn't get it and I didn't get, get what they meant. Um, 
And what I'd like to do today is to really break down what is good therapy and what is damaging therapy because you can experience a lot of damage when you go meet with a therapist and when you meet with the wrong therapist. I think that's also what keeps people from even stepping into that arena because therapy is scary. If you've yeah. never done it, it's like you hear these horror stories and think, well, I don't want to even go there. I'm not going to go dig up stuff if it's going to hurt me. Right, right. And, and you know what, Ashlyn, in, in, in what you just said, the fact of the matter is, is a lot of people just trust blindly. They think, okay, that person has those letters behind their name. They must know what they're talking about. And the fact of the matter is, is a lot of times they don't. They don't know what they're talking about. Um, they're shooting from the hip and they're just making stuff up. Now, I say that there's a lot of good therapists who are specialized who really know what they're doing. But you need to be able to sort through that and understand what's helpful and what's not. So yeah. you guys went to different therapists. We did. And some therapists were really good therapists. They just didn't fit what you guys really needed at the time. Yeah, and I think that's a really important point in this as well is we weren't even being open and honest. And so I think even if we had Brandon, who's mm -hmm. a great therapist, not our therapist, but if we'd had you, you probably would have been like, can't, can't work with you. I don't here. even know what your problem is. Cause we were like, Oh no, I just hate him. And he hated me. <laughs> I think you make a good point in that, you know, before you go straight to blame of the therapist, look within yourself and, and, and ask yourself, are you really, <laughs> setting up the whole therapeutic process for success. Yeah. If you're going in trying to manipulate or lie or get the therapist to side with you so they can validate your pain and, and you're not going in to, to create healing, to move forward, to and, and to really be honest and authentic, don't waste your money and don't waste your time and yeah. don't burn that poor therapist out. I know. Right? So I have to say this because a lot of, um, I would say, the addicted will relate more with me in this arena because I actually didn't want to go to therapy. Um, I w resisted it for so long. Do you remember the first time we went to therapy? No, I blocked it out. <laughs> oh, Ashlyn, you, I, I disagree with you. I, I, I work with um, the betrayed uh, oftentimes is the one that doesn't want to go to yeah. therapy. Really? Oh, yeah. And, and the, the addicted is the one that does. What? That's awesome. Yeah. We so. hear mostly the reverse, <laughs> but well, it, let me tell you why real quick is that the it's their problem. <laughs> well, it's it's that, but the betrayed also knows that there's a lot of pain to face, mm. and it's mm. like, man, I don't want to go deal with this, and so they're resistant to sit down in front of a therapist and face all the pain. Yeah, mine was the stigma. Like people who go to therapy are messed up, yeah. and I'm not messed up, yeah. and so you could go, um, but I didn't want to go, and so when we did go. I was, I didn't say anything. I didn't know what I felt. Um, right. I just, it was a waste of time. Right. And it was 18 months of wasted time. <laughs> okay, so so uh, we got to step back even further. Okay. Okay. Uh, but but here's, here's why I say that. So we both came with very different views, came into our marriage with very different reviews on the, on the whole concept of therapy. Because your... Um, and, and neither of which were, um, were really grounded in truth. Okay. So let me, so, so this is how, this is what I mean by that. You came in thinking, if I go to a therapist, that means I'm broken. 
And that was kind of the only experience that you had with it. Did your did anybody in your family ever go to therapy or talk about therapists no, or anything like that? No, no, no. There's huge stigma around it. And actually, your sister, who went in to be a therapist in college, she, when we told her we were going to therapy, she said, are you getting divorced? That was her first <laughs> totally, question. Huh? She's a therapist. <laughs> well, she's she's not a therapist, but that was kind of the, the field of study that her in her undergraduate Anyways. that she wanted to do. But my dad is a therapist. Right. And he done therapy for years. So I was a big proponent of it, but I had no idea what makes a good therapist. I had no I had no idea. I just so I was the the person that you referenced earlier, Brandon. That was me. It's just like, oh, they've got the credentials. Okay, cool, let's just go in. So the first time we went in to see this guy, Ashlyn was just like, boom, walls. There they are. Right. And the guy legit had <laughs> no idea. What he was doing, he, he he really had. I think we went twice, and then we were both like, "Well, that's a total waste of time." You were like, "Yeah, we're not going back," and I was like, "What did he even do?" Right. And and so that's so that's just, why I say just that. Think if we were uh, to really break down that scenario, Ashlyn's somewhat resistant, mm-hmm. um, and this dude is somewhat oblivious to how to handle it. How well is that going to go? I mean, it just. <laughs> It, 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 and and it usually goes the opposite direction in that it doesn't just not work; it does damage yeah. to the relationship. It it it's you know it 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 leads to hopelessness and frustration and and all of those things when you think you're going to get help and you don't. Well, and I stopped seeking. Like, I guess this is just it, and so I kind of gave up. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I wasn't about. listening to books or podcasts or. I didn't What's even the care. point here? Like personal yeah. growth, who cares? That right. didn't work. And the next time we went to therapy was only because our church leader said, "Go see this woman," because you guys both have issues. And that was after the second. That was after the first affair, the emotional affair, that we went. But we were compelled to go only because that's what he said to do. Right. And when we went into that one, we only saw her what three times, and she was a nice enough lady. But I don't. I have no idea what we did there other than me saying well i have looked at porn and ashlyn did catch me looking at porn and like masturbating and she's like okay well you go to 12 step ashlyn this isn't your thing like this isn't this isn't on you so when the person the when the when the addicted or the indulgent has um the issue and it's known of course why why wouldn't you think he's broken it's not me I don't, why do i need to be here right so there's c- some common missteps that therapists make which is this is a their problem, you know. So so that that's one. Um, another one that they make is that they try to work on the relationship way too soon. In that when a couple comes in for therapy, usually there's you know the pain is in the relationship. So they're saying this is hard, this is hard, this is hard. Let's fix this relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's spinning your wheels because if you're trying to fix the relationship, um, you're you're just trying to put a band-aid on on the problem. It's and you're fixing the symptoms, right? Yeah, yeah, you're just yeah. looking at those symptoms, but a lot of therapists will focus there. They'll go right there first because that's what the couple wants to talk about. And, and honestly, that's what we did for 18 months. It's just like symptoms and we would come in with the same reoccurring arguments that just was in our a third different therapist. way. <laughs> yeah. But it was like I remember being like, what are we even doing? Right. It, yes. It felt like a waste of time. It is. But I liked it's, her. Right. So, like, why should we Well, stop? and that's where it gets tricky, is if they're good people, <laughs> it's like, well, I like them. So we'll we'll go there, there for an hour every week and pay her a bunch of money and, Be hurt, and, and hurt our marriage because I like her. Yeah. yeah. Right? No. 
No, you go to therapy to get to work and, and you go to therapy to, to move forward in your relationship and do hard things. It's not about your relationship with your therapist and right. So can I just, um, so my job, I really, I really feel like I'm an expert on this. Um, I run a clinic. We have, I don't know, we have like nine or 10 therapists now, um, to get those nine or 10 therapists, I have interviewed tons of therapists and, and we have here at, here at my clinic, we always have an ad out there saying we need therapists. And the reason is, is because I'm sifting and sifting and sifting for good therapists. Um, I've also had to let therapists go. Um, and I let them go quickly when I realize that they, they don't work and it's not working. So here's a couple of things that I look for when I'm hiring therapists, when I'm training therapists, um, I don't hire credentials. That's not what I hire. Um, I, what I've found is cre- those credentials don't matter that much. Um, I hire an ability for them, uh, the, the ability that they have to connect to an individual. So the most important thing that, that a therapist has are, are these things. One is that they can, cr- they can create rapport and trust with anybody. Like safety There's from the chemistry. get-go. From the get-go. Quickly, you can feel that they can just do that. They can break down those walls, um, and they can create safety and trust. Now, that's different than them getting them to, to like Which them, is getting really, you to like them, really good right? way of putting it, because that's exactly what we had. Yeah. We had we liked the first or that third therapist, but our fourth therapist that we finally found that like worked for us. She had competence. It was immediate. Like I felt safe. He felt safe. Yes, and that comes from what you just said. That competence, but it, it's it's confidence. It's it's an understanding of knowing who you are as a person as a therapist and knowing that that you are an expert and that you can help these people so the the thing that that creates the most safety that's really interesting to hear you articulate it that way yeah so so when i when i hire a young therapist who's just learning they might not have all the the knowledge in their head but they have what i look for is is do they have confidence in themselves so that they can it's really important for a therapist to hold boundaries with their clients and to, to be able to be direct, to be able to be honest. Um, and so if they can't do that, then you're not gonna get much help from that person. Um, so they build, the, the, the art to therapy is to be able to build that rapport, build that trust, connect to them so, so they know that you're there for them, and then to be able to sock it to them with reality, yeah. get honest with them and push them. And then as you do that, you then provide tools um, and skills that will help them to move forward. So those are the three things that a therapist has. They have confidence, they, they, and they can build rapport and trust. Um, they, they have an ability to be honest with you, and they have knowledge and understanding of the issue that you're dealing with. And that's what I look for in a therapist. Um, what I see that doesn't work is, one, the therapist is trying to get you to, you to like them. That happens all the time. The other thing what that, does that look like? Because I don't know that that's been. Maybe it, that was the second or the third therapist, but if you have zero like? uncomfortableness in your therapy sessions, you're probably dealing with something like that. Uh. If if they can't confront one party or the other, and they're trying trying so hard to just stay in the middle, um, you're probably dealing with that. Um, 
if if they if they side really strongly with one and not the other, you're probably dealing with that some as well. Um, a therapist's job is not to side with anybody; it's to help that couple move forward toward where they want to go. However, I get accused of siding with people all the time because I will gravitate toward truth mm-hmm. and what what I know is true. So if there's denial there, I'll confront that denial. I'll go right at that denial because I know that denial is hurting them, and and it's not it's not personal to me. It's not oh well, I like her better than I like him, so that's why I'm I'm you know recommending this or pushing that it's no i see the denial i know that if you can't overcome this this hump here of of denial you're going to stay stuck right um okay so another thing that a that therapists will do and i'll just say this a lot of therapists get into therapy because they need therapy mm-hmm. and so they try to use their clients for their own stuff so they bring their own stuff in they make it all about them and they, you know, and you can just feel that, am I really here for me or are we talking about you the whole time? Um, now, I use my stuff all the time. It's, it's uh, counter-transference. It's practical use of self, we call it, which means I tell stories about my life. Um, I share um, things. That I have boundaries, but I share things about me. But I do it in the context of, Will this help them move forward? Yeah. This is about them. So if I can relate and I can use a story about my life to help them move forward, by all means, let's do it. What I don't do it is from a place of, well, wow, man, I, yeah, I need to fix this too and I want to process for me because, because I totally relate to this, so let's process this out because I need to fix this, right? That does not create good therapy, okay? Um, another thing, I know I'm going off here. So when a therapist does not have knowledge of the subject matter, so um, especially with sex addiction, betrayal trauma, you come in and they give you advice that is, is, is destructive. So they might be a couples therapist. I hear that a lot. Like, well, we're going to a couples therapist and they say they, they understand enough of what betrayal is and what addiction looks like. If they're, if they're doing EFT, now EFT is awesome. I love EFT when the time is right. Yes. Um, so that's emotionally focused couples therapy. And that's all about connection and intimacy and learning how to connect with each other. Um, it's awesome. But if you start throwing EFT at a couple with a huge wedge of addiction going on, it, it, does, it does damage. Um, which this is something I do see a lot in my groups of like, well, we're doing this thing or we're going to this conference. That's like, they're pushing you together. And it's like, Oh, maybe don't go to that conference. Yeah. Right. It's not time. Put it off. If you already paid, see if you can delay it for eight months or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. You're not ready. But there's a, there's an underlying issue with that too. And, and that is, is that sometimes therapists will recommend their clients attend a specific uh, workshop or intensive simply because there's a kickback to them. Yeah, I, I would say yeah, that that does exist some too. And um, I'm not saying that's every therapist, but what I'm saying is, is, I, I think is you have to be mindful of that. Kobe, you just nailed another really good point, and it's this. Is, it, like, is that therapist operating from a place of agenda? So, mm. like, for me, if I meet with a client and I'm thinking, 
well, I want to fill up my caseload and I need more clients right now. And so I know that I'm not that good of a fit for them. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they're dealing with, let's just pull something out of the air, like autism or something. And I'm like, well, I'll just keep meeting with them because I need to fill up my caseload. That is not good therapy. Yeah. That, that's selfish on my part. And it's better for me. And, and, and this is what good therapists will know. They'll know that if I'm really good at what I do, I'm not going to have to worry about getting clients and mm-hmm. selling products and things mm-hmm. like that. I'll be taken care of. Um, I'm going to stay in my lane and I'm going to just be an expert at this thing. And I will help those who, who really need me. Mm-hmm. And and those who really don't need me, I'm going to find the therapist that they need. I'm going to be that resource for them and push. I, I end therapy with clients all the time because it's it's just not a good fit. They don't need what I do right now. So that's a really good point, Kobe, is, is a therapist who has ulterior motives, not a good therapist. I would also say, too, and I've had some people who um, that I've worked with who have had a partner attend therapy with um, specific therapists who set the expectation this is going to be a 12 to 18 month process for you right off the bat now now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna suggest that that's not truth but what I am gonna say is that's also um, a an agenda filled expectation right okay one that keeps that keeps a partner stuck, but two, that sets a false expectation that that's how long it's going to take if, if it doesn't take any longer, when in reality, if they, if they really do the work and they, and they do it well, it could, it could very well, it, it could, it's possible that that time frame can be accelerated simply because they're in a place to be ready, but there's also proper competence with the therapist. Well, I, so I will, people will ask me how long will this take and I'll tell them what I, what I think. Mm-hmm. Like usually it takes this long or whatever, right? But you're absolutely right. And a, a, a good therapist will meet the client where they're at mm-hmm. and really assess what they need. So instead of just fitting them into a box, of, yeah. Here, here's my program. You need to do this program. This is how it is. Plan on eighteen months with me before you start dealing with, with me and your. We, you know, I've I've recommended partner. to clients to stop doing therapy with me and get out in their garden more. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, go garden next week for an extra hour instead of meeting with me, because it'll be more therapeutic for you to do that than to meet with me. Um, now, sometimes the recommendation is you need weekly therapy right now, for however long. I don't know, but right now you just need to come in, meet with somebody mm-hmm. consistently right now. And the, 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 tr- the, the important part is there's not that agenda there, right? Yeah. Th- there's one agenda, and that agenda is to help them heal and mm-hmm. help them get better. Well, and sometimes when we're going too much, it, you don't even have time to put into practice like maybe a skill you learned last week yeah. or to sit in whatever you're just processed, right? It's yeah. like, okay, I'm back again. And That's a good point. I, we did that, I think, too long like with our girls and it became a crutch so like the therapist was just this person that they could always go to and feel safe it was but like, like a hangout but i was like wait no, no no like you actually need to use the tools in between so we started doing every other and then we started doing every month and it was uh-huh. like no and the cool thing is when we went to the therapist and we were super honest i'm a huge believer in like tell your therapist if you don't feel like it's Absolutely. working or you're like why am i coming so yes. much I'm, we're spinning in circles tell them right i feel yep. stuck yes. what, you know what so, are we doing here 
we told our girl therapist like we love you they love you but i feel like we're wasting time and money because they're not love it, using Ashley. their skills they're using you as a crutch and she was like not offended at all was like well let's pull back let's she instead of like no i think they need it and you need to be coming you know yes which i can hear and so i have girls in my groups who will come and say my gosh my therapist is drawn out the disclosure date eight months or mm-hmm. they're i'm feeling frustrated because of this thing and it's like go tell them go ask <laughs> them go talk directly yes. with them go tell them yeah. not me and and say hey i want to be pushed like can you do this? And right. I've had girls come back and say their therapist pushed them back and like, yeah, I'll do it. You gave me permission. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Let's, ha- let's do it. Or this. they've said, maybe you are done with therapy. Like right. maybe this, so I think. Right. I love that. Yeah. I had a, a client that I was, uh, her appointment was right after one of my groups every week. And so it was it like just started like 10 to 15 minutes late every week. Mm. And, and it happened like three or four times. And, she was a pleaser and she was really nice and but she came in one week and she sat down and she's like i'm really kind of pissed off that my appointment starts 10 minutes late every week i'm kind of tired of that and i was like yes this is awesome thank you please tell me where you're at um and and i gotta i'll own that i can own that that i have a commitment to you to start on time and i haven't been keeping that commitment um but confront me push me uh, tell me where you're at so that then we can work together. Um, if we can't get real with each other, then we can't work together very well. Yeah. Um, we're, we're not going to help. I'm not going to be able to help you much. One, so. of, one of the questions we get a lot is, well, okay, how do I find a good therapist then? So maybe we've tried and it didn't work out or we have never tried. I don't even know where to start. Um, one thing I say, you know, after you find it is just go in, like go in being... 100% vulnerable, show up mm-hmm. with honesty, don't waste time. Yeah. Like, I feel like we wasted so much time in the beginning because it was like, oh, this is so uncomfortable and scary. But your therapist ends up being someone who knows you the most, more than anyone yeah. else, but who's super boundaried yeah. and not your friend. <laughs> yes, exactly. The, I think to ans- another way to, to answer your question, how, how do you find a good therapist, is like, ask yourself, how did you find your family doctor how did you find your ob how did you find your dentist and if you think back to um doctors who have terrible bedside manner if you've left them because of that it's kind of the same thing it's like you got to make sure that that um you just have to shop with somebody that you that you jive with that you mesh with that where there's chemistry and if you find that you're in a therapist in a relationship with a therapist well, that you're seeing a therapist and you just are like the chemistry is off and your gut's like, dude, this is just not working for me. Not to don't let's, and I'm not confusing being stretched and being um, uh, pushed to grow and to gain skills. I'm talking about if they, if they just don't jive with you. Yeah. Then you that said, can, Brandon, that's like a big if you're, thing. if you're not, if you're uncomfortable, that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. if you're going and you're like, oh, that was a good fit. And I felt right. really good, but we did nothing. I told you not the truth, right. right? Not not a good fit. I also, I encourage people to be bold enough to just ask, do you have friends you know have gone to therapy? Yeah. Who have they gone to? Mm-hmm. Um, I have tons of people who reach out to us. I post on Facebook. Facebook is my go-to yeah. answer because there's thousands of friends on there that can say, hey, this is who worked for me. Well, that's how we found our kids therapist. Right. And I said, just D, like, send me a private message. You don't have to publish 
publicly say my kids went to therapy, right. but it's a real, like I want real feedback, not just like a Google review. Yeah. And, and so we just did an, an analysis here at my clinic of how do we get our, our clients and where are they coming from? And over half of them come from, from referrals and word of mouth. And, and, you know, we can put up billboards and whatever. That doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, even Facebook doesn't work that much. Um, but because what it is, it's a trust thing. And so when you have a good friend saying, wow, Brandon really helped me, you need to go get in with Brandon. They're, they're going to come here. Yeah. Um, and so I guess what I, what I mean by that is, is if you want to find a good therapist, um, go the word of mouth route. Mm-hmm. Um, or the other way, which... Which is, you know, you listen to our podcast, you listen, you, you, you see people, you hear what they say, and you can start to trust them just by, by seeing who they are and mm-hmm. what they do. So if they're out there a little bit creating content and, and things like that, then you can trust them that way as well. Yeah. Shop. Um, I, we kind of look at it as an interview. So when yeah. we went in for an intake, it's like, I'm also interviewing you. Right. Because, um, and we did that with our child's therapist was... We, we straight up said, like, we want to meet you before you meet our children. Right. And we wanted to know what work she had done and how she planned to work and what their facility offered and all these different things. And it was one of the coolest um, opportunities, I think, because we were able to share our story, right? Like maybe the first 30 minutes and then the last 30 was like, okay, now tell us about you and how you're going to help my kid. Right, right. So, so yeah. in light of that, then, so here's another question then, a follow-up to that. What would be some very simple questions that our audience who's looking for a therapist um, could ask in an intake to, to see if the That's therapist great. is um, a good fit for them or is a good therapist to begin with. You know, you know I, I think the best thing you can do, you can ask straight up questions, but as you tell your story, you'll feel from them whether or not they can hang with it or not. Um, you know, they'll listen, they'll empathize. They'll understand, um, but they'll also, you'll feel that confidence from them that this isn't too much for them and that they can handle this. Um, some things to ask or to look for are, do they have a track record of helping people? So do they have other, other now like the, testimonials? Yeah, but the, the, they, the therapist can't say, yeah, let me give you the names of all the people <laughs> that I've helped. Um, that's not possible. But yeah, is there testimonials? Um, have they been practicing for a little while? And do people keep going back to them? Um, that's a good sign. Like, what's your retention? Yeah, I've never been asked that. Hey, what's your retention rate? You might now. Um, <laughs> I think that's a really fair question. <laughs> now, now, as, as a as a consumer, what is right? your retention rate? Well, it's good, I guess. I, I. But I know that, like, for people who stay in groups. Mine, they usually are there three to six months. Kobe's, they're longer, and it's a different bag of chips, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I, it's, it's a, I'm just whether you think about it or not, it's a totally fair question. Be like, okay, talk. Are about they with that. you for eight years? If they are, I'm yeah, out. Well, because yeah, that's, that's a problem long, too. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, so, so I do get this question: um, <clears throat> if if I pay this money or if I keep coming to you, how do I know it's going to work? Mm. And and the answer that I give is. It's it's uh, it's one hundred percent guarantee it'll work. It'll it'll work. But it's if you, you yeah. do if, if you work it. If you do this work, it'll absolutely work. But I, so I'm not going to promise you that it's going to work. That's on you. 
And, and that's a great so, answer. And just in that answer, what I'm saying to them, um, I'm not, I, I am showing up com- confident uh, saying, look, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but I'm also not saying like, yeah, yeah, it'll work. Just keep coming back, please. I'm not showing up weak. Yeah. Like, please, I just want you to come in. It's like, you're going to either do this or you're not going to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that answer, um, there's an answer in and of itself, which is Brandon knows what he's doing mm-hmm. and he's confident in that. Yeah. Right? So, you, so you're looking for that. Um, one thing I want to caution against is, <clears throat> you know, I, I sift through a lot of therapists and, I, and I'm looking for good therapists probably more than anybody is. Um, so sift through therapists. However, don't fire your therapist because they're, they're kicking your butt. Don't fire your therapist because they're making you uncomfortable. Um, that that might be the perfect therapist. If you feel that they love you, they care about you, there's trust there, but they're pushing you, then stay there. Um, if you don't like something your therapist says, that's okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. In fact, that's good that your therapist is willing to I actually got. say that thing to you. Um, you don't, like we were saying earlier, you don't want a therapist to only say things to you that, that you want to hear. Yeah. Right? Don't want to be placated yeah. at all. Yeah. Like you want to, you want to have spook tro- uh, truth spoken to you. And I can tell you that Amy Andrus, our therapist was, she was like that. I walked into therapy saying, and I told her the first session by myself, I'm never going to tell Ashlyn that I had a second affair. Cause if I do, she's out. And she's like, okay. Six weeks later, she's like, okay, you ready to share? And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah Legit. And, I, and I saw her too and had no idea that this all was happening so i i don't know i think she's yeah. a great yeah. therapist but the cool thing she, is she built rapport yeah she built rapport yes. and she Trust. built rapport and then she said it, it's safety it kobe down. it is time if you want to move forward we're doing she's this. ready you're ready go ahead and yep. do it yeah um I, I would say another question to ask just circling back to this like vetting your therapist or interviewing your therapist is um, what's the percentage? What's what percentage of your clients are the betrayed versus the addicted? And um, I think that's a really interesting tell. And I think another worthwhile question is: is uh, do you work with couple? Do, do you do you do you start working with them as couples, or do you work with them individually and then bring them in as couples? Uh, I think those are important questions to to ask as well, uh, because you're going to understand if that person is skilled enough to know that that the partners have to work on themselves individually. And as they do that, then they'll be more ready as a couple to tackle what they need to tackle. I, I, I think you can, you know, you can vet the, the process as much as possible. You can try to figure out whether they're a good therapist. And I think these questions are good. Um, there is, however, uh, uh, just like any relationship from therapist to client, um, the way that you really trust your therapist is you, you start to trust them and, and you give them that, that leeway to, to guide you, mm-hmm. that you and, and you might get burned. And, and when, you, when you start getting burned, catch that and realize, look, I, I'm, not, I'm not stuck in this relationship. Um, but like I said, getting burned is not, not them saying uncomfortable things to you. Getting burned is like, I, I'm doing what they're telling me and this is not wow. working. Okay, right? I have a question before we end um what how many and maybe this is too hard but how many times should you go to a therapist before you're like it's not working like i've tried to build uh, that's that. a good what's, question. Uh, what's the old college try like is is it too soon to give it one 
you know, your intake and then be like, eh. you, you know what? There's this, like, if you go to a therapist and they give you some counsel that is just like, ugh, like that sounds horrible. And your, your gut is like just saying, not no. that, <laughs> not that. You know what? Don't go back to them again. Right. And like, like, for example, um, uh, this, this week, a couple, and I hear this one all the time, you know, the therapist told the wife that the reason why he's compulsively acting out with porn and, and other women is that she's not giving him enough sex. So, so she needs to just, she needs to wear more lingerie and just be a bit more sexual. Right. Right then and there, walk out of that appointment like in yeah. the appointment please <laughs> yeah. leave that is yeah. not the solution and not it, the problem yeah so that therapist is so far off not knowing what they're doing you don't go back for another session now um if you don't get one of those moments but you're kind of like i don't know give it a little bit of time maybe do two or three sessions and see and see if 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 you're starting to move forward or not if you're not then then look elsewhere. But I, I would put one asterisk next to that. That if you are the addicted and you super don't want to be there, but you're in an obligatory state to go because your partner's asking you to go and you're hearing the therapist say some things that you just are like, that is not, that is not feel right for me. But but it's grounded in truth. Like for instance, you need to take the, the browser off of your phone or you can't the, go to we, lunch with, we, with the opposite sex. Co- Kobe, we all know what truth feels like, <laughs> right? So, so truth it is uncomfortable. Like this. Stop talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes, right? Yeah. But, but truth can be uncomfortable, but we know what truth feels like. So if, if that therapist is speaking truth, um, then have courage enough to listen to it. Yeah. Don't and that's a good way. To, don't that's turn a good around way to sift. and blame the therapist and say, "Well, yeah, they're not a good therapist." If you're scared of the truth, then they're a great therapist who's helping you see that truth and pushing you to be a little uncomfortable. That's a good way to to, um, to sort that. But out. but here's the other thing: is if a, if a guy or if whoever comes into to therapy out of obligation and they really, I've had people sit down on my couch and before I even said a word to them, they hated me. <laughs> I'm like, well, I think that was me. Yeah, <laughs> not with you. But. They just hate the fact they're there and yeah, they yeah. think that I'm you're that, the worst. That what I do won't work and they got to spend all this money and why do I have to be here and blah 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 blah. And and uh, a a good therapist will be honest and meet them right where they're at. And so what I'll do in that moment, instead of say like, no, 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 I, I can help you. And see, I'll say, why are you here? You're not going to get help here if you're coming in like this. Yeah, um, that's good. You've got to be able to trust me for me to help you. And if you don't trust me, then we're wasting our time. Mm-hmm. And and so right there from the get-go, it's we're going to move forward. We're going we're gonna to get real and then we're going to move forward. Um, so even if you're resistant to therapy and you're coming in, the therapist will help you move forward. Right. So yeah. it just gets a little dirty. Yep. It feels hard and heavy before you get into therapy. And then it's like, it's going to be a little heavy for a while. Yeah. And then you're out like, yeah, you got to lean into that discomfort. Can I, can I leave with some bad news before <laughs> we, we wrap up? That sounds great. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm just going to shoot straight. We've been talking about getting real, right? So I'm going to get real. Um, most of the best therapists, um, not all, but most, um, they, they don't, 
a lot of them don't take insurance and a lot of them cost a lot of money and there's a reason they're high in demand because they're good and um people will say well i can't get in with that therapist because they're they're so expensive and they're so booked out be the one to push through to get in with that therapist Uh oh you're you're scary here because brandon People can't get in with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but but I can I can help them get in with good therapists. Okay, but but the point. But you know what? People can get in with me. This has got to be um, the squeaky wheel. I I wouldn't I would never give up. I, I shouldn't say this. I knew that. I shouldn't say I, this. I know but, you're. <laughs> but but people can get in with me. They they're sque- the squeaky wheel. They're persistent. They're patient. And the next thing I know, I'm like meeting with them every other week, and I'm like, how'd you do that? Um, that's our therapist too. She doesn't take new clients and people get mad. Like I listened to the podcast and I went to her and then she gave me to someone else. And it's like, so, so the other tidbit and help on that is, is if you're having a problem, if, if your therapist is expensive, they're booked out because they're really good. Uh, be the squeaky wheel, but also be super rad and super kind to the receptionist, the office administrator, <laughs> the secretary, be BFFs you're, with them. You're, you're telling the secrets. I, I super, I mean, I've done it. I've totally yeah. done that. But, but I'm going to be really honest. Don't message me and say, put in a good word because <laughs> it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah, do we're it. Not the, yeah. We're not the right ones to, to put in a good word. But those are, those are some best practices. I think what you said is just really, really important because that was our experience. And I think the principle behind it is is when we have real skin in the game, not a copay, but we have real skin in the game and we're paying oh my gosh, 125 yes. to 100 to 200 dollars an hour for therapy, we take it seriously. Yeah, we right. got to work. When we started yeah. not going to a therapist with their insurance, it was like, oh crap, like yeah. we have to pay for a babysitter and yeah. go to therapy. Like we better make this valuable. Yeah. But here's the thing, it's like I it, this is the thing I don't understand. You know, to put new tires on my truck is like two thousand um, dollars, and people are like, "Well, I don't want to." I don't wait. S- seriously? Oh yeah, it's expensive on a big truck. Oh my truck. gosh! Yeah, so it's like two grand for new tires, right? Um, but but people are like, "Well, I don't want to s- spend money on on therapy." Um, I'll tell you what I charge. I charge one hundred fifty dollars for se- a session, and about two hundred and thirty dollars a month to do group. That sounds like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, and it's a sacrifice, and it's hard. But if you really look at that, it's for for the work that that we're doing. We're fighting for your family. We're fighting for your soul. We're we're fighting for you to have happiness and peace, and for you to overcome addiction. Um, I think that's that's worth more than new tires on your truck. And I know I'm shooting straight here, um, and I'm a therapist. And I'm ov- obviously biased. But be willing to invest in the best therapy that you can get because it'll be worth it if you're willing to work it. But see, you're biased, but you're also willing to step into it. I've heard you say my therapist, like you've stepped into that and said, even though I know these things, I still need help. Absolutely. So yeah, you're biased, but, um, (laughs) and I do look at like with most things that are good for our health, overall health. It's not like we don't, we have a hard time finding that value because it's like, well, it's not the new tires or it's not something I can it's see. It's something I see. It's <laughs> tangible. Yeah. And therapy is a process that you go through. And it's through. hard. And it's hard. So it's hard to justify, well, I can spend that money right now. Yeah. So. We just, we, we liken it to our college education because it is something we use every day. Yeah. And we don't use our college degrees anymore. So yeah. it was worth it for if us. If you yeah. consider going to a therapist, 
like uh, for, for to, to to fix your problems, like you would go to um, your family doctor to get a Z pack because you have a sinus infection, then you have very unrealistic expectations. The, what's happened to us, to Ashlyn and I, is we didn't go in and get a Z pack. We didn't go in and get an augmentin prescription to take for two weeks. We changed how we thought. We evolved. We've grown. And we've created a new way of living that we still continually live. Yes. That is what you're paying for. So if you think you're paying $150 an hour for a Z-Pack... Hey, if you can develop that it's Z-Pack ridiculous. For, for relationships and mental health, that'd be awesome. <laughs> right? It would you be. Know? Right. But, but th- it, that's it, not how it works. That's well, not at all. We'd have the easy answer of like... What? Tell me what to do. Here, oh yeah, here I you wish. go. Here's your magic pill. Yeah. yeah. I would go back and pay again for the therapy that we had, knowing what we the life that we live right now, and we we are living the life that I always always wanted, but never, ever thought that we would have. I had I had zero hope that we would have what we have right now. So finding the right therapist is a key function for that. Quick plug. I got good therapist 385-254-3522. Call me. Dang. And I can uh I can refer you to some good people and good therapists that I train and I work with and that I hire. So And we hear great feedback. So yeah. yep. we're on the other end of it and hear how great they are. So there yeah. you go. There's my endorsement. Thanks, Guys, Ashley. we love having you here and we appreciate you taking time out of your day to be with us. And we hope that you will find something here that will help. So please rate, please review on the, uh, on the podcast app. And uh, if, you're, if you're following us there, love to have you subscribe as well. So uh, thanks, guys. Peace out. See ya. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in-depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. To find that site, go ahead and click details and scroll to the bottom, you'll see the link to our Patreon site.